Welcome to the Story Forest, original tales to bring a few minutes of calm and imagination to your family life. In this episode, Princess Isabel has just sat down to breakfast when seven penguins walk in. What could they possibly want? Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Penguin Princes Princess Isabel woke up, stretched and looked outside. The ground was covered with snow and the trees were covered in frost. She sighed happily, put on her very warmest adventure clothes, slid down the banister and went into the breakfast room. Cook was obviously feeling cold as the table was covered in the most warming breakfasts you could possibly imagine. From lovely milky porridge with banana to hot stewed apples and piles of baked beans and hash browns. Princess Isabel smiled and tucked in. And then there was a knock on the door. King Daddy called out, come in. And the door opened and in processed seven penguins. The royal family were all silenced by surprise. Uh, welcome, Queen Mummy remembered her manners first. It is, it's lovely, it, it's lovely to meet you. Uh, would you like some fish? I'm sure that Cook... But one of the penguins interrupted with a kind of squawk. Wah! It pointed its wing towards Princess Isabel and squawked again. Wah! 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 Princess Isabel was already sliding off her chair, ready to fetch Harriet the hare, who, of course, could speak to all animals, when the hare hopped into the room of her own accord, as she sometimes did when she was needed. The penguins and the hare spoke. Princess Isabel got on with her porridge. Finally, Harriet the hare reported to the royal family. These are not actually penguins, but princes. The Troll King put a spell on them, captured their parents and has taken over the kingdom. They came here for help because they have heard of your adventures, Princess Isabel. And, uh, well, they've heard of me too. Princess Isabel smiled to see her friend looking a good mixture of pleased and embarrassed then went on to the problem at hand. A kingdom needed saving. You've met the King of the Trolls before, haven't you, Princess Isabel? King Daddy volunteered. Yes, Princess Isabel said, remembering the time Wizardy Bizardy had enchanted her bed to walk out of the window to rescue him, Wizardy Bizardy, from the King of the Trolls. Princess Isabel and her friends had saved the day with chocolate cake and she had resolved to take some with her this time, too. Make sure you take a very warm coat and a hat and gloves, Queen Mummy said. The penguins looked relieved and asked for some fish after all, and they all ate a big breakfast to be ready for the adventure. When they set off, Princess Isabel wondered if they had ever been part of such a strange procession. She and Harriet the Hare rode Ulred the Unicorn as usual, but behind them were two dog sleds pulled by huskies, carrying seven penguins and seven chocolate cakes. 
Cook had wanted them to be absolutely sure that there was enough. The journey was cold, long and fun. Ulred the unicorn and the huskies were very competitive and kept trying to overtake each other or do cool things to show off. Princess Isabel and Harriet the Hare laughed and laughed. But when Princess Isabel looked at the penguins, they weren't laughing at all. Suddenly she felt sad. It must be awful to have your parents captured and to have your kingdom taken over, let alone to be a penguin. They raced and raced over the ice and snow, heading north and east, and then one of the penguins squawked out to Harriet the Hare, who translated, We're at the edge of their kingdom. It won't be much longer now. In about an hour's time, Princess Isabel saw something magnificent on the horizon, an icy-coloured castle stretched up to the sky, reflecting the light of the sun. This must be the home of the Penguin Princes. Before they got to it, the penguins ahead of them directed their sleigh behind a big pile of ice and snow and stopped. Princess Isabel dismounted and Harriet the Hare began to translate as they spoke. The trolls have blocked up the castle completely, but there is a secret passage. But it'll be too small for Ulred the Unicorn. Ulred looked disappointed and Princess Isabel stroked his flank. Don't worry, she whispered in his ear, then turned to the penguins. Let's do it! It turned out that the secret passage looked a lot like a tunnel in the snow. It looked like a tunnel in the snow because it was, in fact, a tunnel in the snow and it was definitely too small for Ulred the Unicorn because it was almost too small for Princess Isabel and it soon became pitch black. Princess Isabel wished she had brought a torch, but instead she took a deep breath, then followed four of the penguin princes and Harriet the Hare into the darkness, while the other three penguins followed behind. None of them spoke. As they couldn't see anything and couldn't speak the same language, they had to rely on all their senses being completely alert, listening to every sound and feeling ahead of them. The tunnel twisted and turned, and time settled into some sort of stasis, when it felt difficult to believe that one had ever not been in this tunnel, or indeed that one would ever be out of it again. And then, all of a sudden, it was over. Princess Isabel fell over the penguins into a light hallway where a painting had swung away from the wall in order to create an opening for them all to come through. One of the penguins, who Princess Isabel thought was probably the oldest, rounded on the others to stop them from making any noise and ushered them so that they were concealed in an archway. Princess Isabel looked around. The castle was very very white and very cold. She wasn't quite sure if it was actually made of ice or whether it just looked and felt a lot like it. The oldest penguin prince began to hiss to Princess Isabel. He says, we should find our parents and find out what is going on, Harriet whispered and Princess Isabel nodded. We should split up, there are too many of us. 
four of the penguins went to look for the king and queen, and Princess Isabel, Harriet and the other penguins started to creep towards what the penguins had said was the main hall. They stuck close to the walls and kept as quiet as they could, but they didn't bump into anyone on the way. The trolls are very confident, Princess Isabel hissed to Harriet the Hare, who made a tiny noise of agreement. They don't think anyone can get in, the Hare whispered. But ahead of them, the penguins had stopped short and turned to look at them. It's the Great Hall, Harriet said in the breath of a whisper. The trolls are inside. Just then, from the other direction, the other three penguins came skidding towards them as quickly as possible. They're being chased, Harriet the Hare said, just before one of the penguins lost its footing and the others tripped over it and they skidded straight into Princess Isabel and the others and they all fell over with a huge clatter. There were strange penguins squawking and then a boom from the Great Hall, the kind of boom that Princess Isabel had heard before. The kind of boom which meant that a troll was walking towards them and there was another boom from behind them. They were trapped. Princess Isabel started to try to get up to run away but the floor was slippy. Harriet the Hare laid a restraining paw on her shoulder and snuffled into her ear. It's too late but the penguins say their parents are safe just held captive. And then the door was wrenched open and a troll stood above them. Princess Isabel blinked. No matter how many times you have seen a troll, it's always a shock how big they are. This troll swept all of them up in his massive arms and walked back into the throne room. From what she saw, Princess Isabel suspected that she'd like very much to spend some proper time looking around this great hall. There were beautiful ice sculptures. There were glistening pendants hanging from the ceiling. There were wonderful woven rugs on the floor and splendid fluffy rugs around on the chairs. It looked wonderful. But most of all, right now, it was completely full of trolls. Princess Isabel doubted that there could be any trolls left anywhere else in the world. Surely there must all be in this room, hulking and leaning and almost crashing into things. Princess Isabel, Harriet the Hare and the Penguin Princes were tipped out onto the floor in front of a throne. Of course, being a human throne, it was far too small for the Troll King but he nevertheless perched on top of it. He actually looked a bit silly, but Princess Isabel managed not to laugh. Princess Isabel and the King of the Trolls had met before. Princess Isabel straightened up quickly and then dropped her deepest curtsy. Your Majesty! She spoke loudly and slowly. Trolls weren't very clever. I have brought you lots of chocolate cake. I wonder, if I give it to you, would you give my friends their kingdom back? 
The King of the Trolls peered down at Princess Isabel. He seemed to be considering. No, he said, finally. We like it here. A small frown puckered Princess Isabel's forehead and she thought quickly, then looked around her in an exaggerated way. It really is a lovely kingdom, she said, sounding impressed. The Troll King looked pleased. I suppose you've got a fantastic cook for this kingdom too, so you can feast on chocolate cake just as good as my one all day long. I bet you're the envy of every king around. Princess Isabel stole a look at the king. It seemed to be working. He was looking a bit uncomfortable. Oh, the feasts you must have here. Oh, this hall just calls for feasts. Imagine how embarrassing it would be to be king of this hall and not throw any feasts. The troll king stood up suddenly. The penguin princes jumped backwards. Give me your cook, he said crossly. No, Princess Isabel said, just as stubbornly as a troll. The troll king scowled and Princess Isabel folded her arms and scowled straight back. Please, the troll king tried. No, Princess Isabel said. And as the troll king's face began to pucker, turning into something very angry and ugly indeed, Princess Isabel dropped her next word. But, but what? The Troll King said immediately. And Princess Isabel gave him a long look, as though weighing him up. Let us have a contest. The winner of the contest gets to have our cook. The Troll King gave a sort of roar and stepped forward. Princess Isabel held up a hand. So, if you win, you get our cook. But if I win, you have to give the kingdom back and reverse all this magic. The Troll King frowned and Princess Isabel added quickly, just in case he didn't understand, and if I win, I keep my cook too. The Troll King looked between himself and Princess Isabel seemingly measuring the difference in height between them. Then he narrowed his eyes again. What contest? He wasn't giving in easily, and again Princess Isabel had to think on her feet. There will be three, she said, inventing as quickly as she could. One will be a race, one an archery contest, and one a climbing challenge, and it's the best of three. The Troll King laughed loud and long, then held out his huge hand. Agreed. Let us go. Princess Isabel, as they walked out of the Great Hall, had a twinge of her conscience. What would Cook think? knowing that Princess Isabel had risked her having to move to this frozen kingdom and live with trolls. But she reassured herself Cook would understand, and anyway, 
Princess Isabel was going to win. They went out into the frozen land and two trolls lumbered to spaces a long way apart to be the race markers. Princess Isabel shouted out, All red! And in a flurry of flying snow, the beautiful unicorn sped towards her. Even the trolls looked amazed. Princess Isabel grinned and clambered onto his back. The troll king still didn't look worried. Another troll called out, and it was time to race. The troll king, being so enormous, covered a lot of ground very quickly, if rather thumpily and dangerously. But Ulred the unicorn was born to race. Princess Isabel laughed and clung on for her life as they sped over the icy land in such a blur that everything around her was simply white. They were at the finish line long before the Troll King thundered over. When he had caught his breath, he pointed at Ulred the unicorn. Cheating, he said firmly. It's not... Princess Isabel said, her heart starting to thud. We just had to be the fastest, and that was me. The Troll King thought for a moment, then shrugged. No more helping, he said. And with a sinking heart, Princess Isabel agreed. This was going to be a bit more tricky. Some other trolls had set up an archery challenge with a line for them to stand on and bullseyes a long, long way off. Princess Isabel looked across and swallowed. Her plan had been to get Harriet the Hare to ask a bird to carry her arrow and put it into the bullseye, but now she was just going to have to shoot. She looked across at the Troll King. His bow and arrow were about ten times bigger than hers. She gulped. The troll counted down from three and Princess Isabel released her arrow into the air at the same time as the troll king. Princess Isabel had done a fair few archery lessons. It wasn't something she was extremely good at, but she knew one end of the bow from the other and so her arrow flew high into the air and a long way and then thudded down into the ice, fairly near the target. In the same moment, the giant arrow shot by the Troll King smashed into the other target, tearing it apart. The Troll King smiled nastily down at Princess Isabel. I won, it said. Princess Isabel gave him a half smile. It was really, really important that she won the next task. The trolls led them over to two enormous trees that stretched far up into the sky, which made even the trolls look small. The branches were huge, almost trees in themselves. Princess Isabel felt Harriet the Hare nuzzle her fingers and looked down. Are you sure about this, Princess Isabel? Her friend said softly. I'm sure we could stop it somehow, if you like. I'm sure, Princess Isabel said, sounding more sure than she felt. It's the only way we can get the kingdom back. And then the troll counted down and the climbers started to climb. The troll king had an immediate advantage. 
for at the bottom of the trees the branches were large and very far apart. With his long, huge limbs, he bounded up these branches and was very quickly high, high up in the tree. But Princess Isabel had spent a lot of her life being only four inches tall, and what she had learned in that time was how to climb. It took her a much longer time, and the Troll King kept shouting insults down at her, but his Princess Isabel kept patiently finding hand and footholds and hauling herself upwards. It was a long time before she drew level with the Troll King. She couldn't feel her fingers or her toes, but she was completely determined. As she did draw level, the Troll King gave her a nasty grin and pulled himself upwards again. Princess Isabel's heart sank, but she carried on, hand over hand, foot over foot. The Troll King did it one more time, and still Princess Isabel climbed and climbed. The Troll King, as she climbed up to his head, tried to climb higher, but up here the branches were thinner and one broke in his hand. He tried another and another, and it happened again and again. With a very cold, patient smile, Princess Isabel climbed a few feet higher, and then higher again, until she had to look straight downwards to look at the Troll King. He tried to climb higher a few more times, until the tree was bare of branches in that patch. I won! Princess Isabel called down, her teeth chattering. Give the kingdom back! There was a pause and then a long cry of annoyance from the Troll King. Tricky princess, he said. You won. We will leave. And then he slid down the tree, holding onto the trunk with one hand. Princess Isabel shivered. She was freezing, exhausted and suddenly a little dizzy. She wasn't sure she was going to make it down the tree. And then she heard a bird call, and then another, and another. She looked out into the icy air, and there flew a mass of huge hawks, and between them they carried one of the huge rugs from the penguin's hall. They flew over to her, and knowing that Harriet the Hare must be behind this, Princess Isabel climbed carefully into the rug and the birds flew towards the palace, and, relieved and exhausted, Princess Isabel fell asleep. When she woke, she was wrapped in a blanket, and the trolls were gone. Harriet the Hare later said she had let them take the chocolate cakes. Princess Isabel sat up. She was in the great hall, and it was filled with people dancing, eating and laughing. She felt warm again but still tired. A tall boy stood next to her and suddenly noticed she had woken up. Princess Isabel, he said in surprise, then gave her a huge smile. You're awake. Thank you so much for rescuing us and our kingdom. We can never, ever repay you. You're very welcome, Princess Isabel said sleepily, looking at the boy's face. It looked familiar somehow. He laughed. You would know me better as the tallest penguin, but I am Prince Artur, 
And here are princes Alec, Anton, Aberforth, Aaron, Alan and Asquith. Six more princes in varying sizes lined up in front of Princess Isabel, all with matching grins. Princess Isabel smiled back at them. Pleased to meet you, she said. Then a lady came over wearing such a magnificent rich coloured gown that Princess Isabel correctly guessed that she was the Queen. She spoke gently. You've been very brave and very clever, she gave a big smile, and you have rescued all of us. We are having a party to celebrate and you are our guest of honour. Princess Isabel grinned. My pleasure and thank you so much, but I wonder if I should actually be getting home. The Queen held up a tiny bottle, full of a sparkle that looked just like fairy dust. We have this to get you home quicker, if you'd like to stay. And Princess Isabel threw off the blanket, grinning. That fairy dust would mean that Ulred the Unicorn could fly home, which was much, much quicker. Maybe I've got time for a couple of dances, Princess Isabel said. By the time she went outside, followed by hundreds of people carrying glistening lanterns above the snow, she had danced with each of the seven princes at least once. She had drunk a warming, spicy drink. She had eaten delicious pastries and pies and accepted invitations to learn to ski and snowboard and ice skate. She climbed onto Ulred the unicorn's back and sprinkled the fairy dust and they flew up into the dark night sky. And eventually Princess Isabel fell asleep again, surrounded by stars. The end. Thanks for listening. If you were turned into an animal, what would you want to be and why? Well done to Ezra and to William for completing the escape room. To get all the latest from the Story Forest and get access to the escape room yourself, sign up to our mailing list on our website. A very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from all of us here at the Story Forest.